Good afternoon and welcome to the Generous Life Podcast. This is Lori Farquhar. I'm the Chief Strategy Officer here at NCF South Florida, and I have the privilege and honor of leading the Invest Team. So that's everything we do with NCF. And today I have the pleasure and honor of hosting one of my very dear friends in our podcast studio. Her name is Elizabeth Brickman. Elizabeth had a wonderful career as a financial advisor. She's been retired now for a little bit and she has really just been focusing on her God-given talents of writing. She is an author. She is a speaker, and she just has such a heart for generosity. And that's what her topic is about today. So please join me in welcoming Elizabeth Brickman. Hi, everyone. I'm here today with my dear friend, Elizabeth Brickman. I think we have been friends for eight years now we yeah, yeah. going on 10 maybe mm-hmm. yeah around feels that. like forever it does <laughs> it does and I met Elizabeth through uh, a strike force mm. event strike force 421 is a giving circle that we have here in South Florida and mm-hmm. we were gonna do we're gonna do a separate podcast all about strike force oh, we have to but one of the things that struck me um, about Elizabeth mm-hmm. when we first met was that she is what I consider to be a generosity junkie. <laughs> <laughs> she really just has a heart mm-hmm. for generosity. And since our podcast is all about the generous life, oh. who better to be our guest oh. today than Elizabeth? Thank you. So welcome. Thank you, Lori. It's wonderful to be here and talk about one of my most favorite subjects. Exactly. Oh my goodness. And and uh, you 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 live your life this way. Mm. I've seen it. I've mm. witnessed it. But also, just you have constant ideas <laughs> about generosity. And mm. just today, you mentioned a phrase that you wrote down that came to you that the Lord gave you and you've got it on a piece of paper and you happen to have that with you. So It's on a post-it that I wrote either before dawn one morning the other day or, or maybe right before bed. The handwriting is terrible and I ran out of space on the one post-it and moved it over to the other. So it's that kind of a note. But I, this is what poured out of me in that moment. You know, I just want to say before I read it that People have a misunderstanding about generosity, and they put two hands up in a stop motion. And I would love to help people understand what generosity is and is not. So this is what I wrote the other night or morning. Generosity is not about extracting something from you, but about opening the fullest, richest, most spiritually active life within you. Generosity replaces deadness with life. I just have to say that again. Generosity replaces deadness with life. Generosity says to the Lord, use me. I am yours. It creates true union with God. In that moment of generosity, 
It makes the two of you feel like one. That's so beautiful. (laughs) And what it reminds me of is at NCF uh, South Florida, we, we tend to say life that is truly life. Yeah, uh, when you give with your whole heart. So we talk a lot about whole life generosity. Mm. It's not just financial. It's about mm-hmm. how you live your life. It's it's about your heart, your head, and your hands. Um, and uh, another phrase that is common is going from black and white to multicolored dimensions. Mm. Right? Yes. That's what happens when God transforms your heart. Mm-hmm. to be just generous in everything that you do. Well, I think that um, a lot of wonderful people are not n- inspired to to give only because they don't cherish and value the significance of their own life that God has given them. And from a smallness of identity, we don't think we have anything to give, but we do. Our lives are very intentional and when one starts to give from what, whatever place is their starting point, the, there is a sense of abundance that grows within spiritually. And very often that outpouring becomes fuller and fuller. It's like the, the flow that starts and gets richer and richer. We are intended to be a pipeline. I like to think of myself as a banker, and I've never been a banker, but I... I teasingly tell myself I'm a banker. So when if you're a banker, you're a bank teller, at least in the old days, we used to have tellers in a bank, right? And the person comes in and deposits a check. The bank teller receives the check, but it's not their check. They are merely there to process it. And I have come to think about money as first of all, I understand that God owns it all. We own nothing. I know it's disappointing when you hear that first, because we always think what we have is ours. It's really his. (laughs) You bet. But that is a very freeing reality, because no longer are we forced to try to uh, manage the complications of our lives. Now we just have to be managers. So we're no longer in that ownership position. You know, it's way easier to rent than own, right? And um, so when we realize that God owns it all, Now, all of a sudden, we think of ourselves as a pipe. Money flows in, money flows out. Now, by his grace and mercy, we are permitted to keep some of it for our provision. And in many cases, certainly in this country, we get to keep plenty for for pleasure. But essentially, it is his. And, you know, we... I, we don't have to think of um, how much shall I give. The mindset changes, the paradigm changes to, Lord, how much may I keep? Because it's his. Now, I started giving many years ago and tiny amounts because I really had nothing. So I gave the appropriately based on what I had. And I noticed that the the Giving muscle is something that you can strengthen. And so every year, I tried to give just a little bit more, just a little bit more percentage-wise. And then I tried to catch up from my earlier past before I started giving by taking every time I had a a bonus of some kind, 
um, an extra large windfall of money that came in for one reason or another. And I tried to give the majority of that. And so what happened is it was almost like a rock going down a mountain. It just gathered more and more and more. And by God's grace and mercy, the more I attuned my heart to the heart of God, the more he provided funds to go to his beloved. You know, when I was a child in school, I remember, I think it was third grade, I remember I was wearing a little black skirt with the straps that went up in my little Mary Jane shoes, and I received such an honor when the teacher asked me to get to be the one to carry the eraser back to the back of the classroom, to the sink, to be washed. I went up and I carried that eraser with such joy and privilege and honor. I knew it wasn't my eraser, but I had been given the chance to carry it. And I feel very much that way about money. It's not mine. But God has given me the privilege to be his little helper with her Mary Jane shoes. I love that to image. Take, to take his eraser or his money to, the, to where he wants it to go. Now, does that mean I am perfect in my execution of funds? Certainly not. I will consider myself perfect if the day ever comes that I have enough faith to give not 100%, but 90%. If I can give 90% and keep 10%, I would consider myself having arrived. I have not arrived. I am on a journey of generosity. And my goal is to trust him more and more and to learn to appreciate what I have, which is by any standard enough. You know, we, we lose so much of our lives chasing after things that we didn't even want. We spend robotically in synchronization with others of our peer group or others in our family. And when we chase, we never seem to capture what we're chasing. We're chasing after happiness that always eludes us. When we allow ourselves to be part of God's plan and in partnership with him over money, there is great joy. I know it's you know a common saying and a biblical saying, it's more blessed to give than to receive, but it really is. Amen. If you want to feel more powerful and more wealthy today, if any of your listeners want to feel more powerful, more wealthy today, no waiting, we want immediate gratification, this is what you do. You sit down tonight and write the biggest check you can and give it away. And I guarantee you that within moments, you will feel a fullness of financial satisfaction. You will feel powerful. And by the way, that's something I recommend people teach their children. When grandma sends that $100 gift, have your child give a portion of that away. Maybe let the child give it in cash to the church just so the child can experience the palpable sense of handing something over. Your child will begin to experience a sense of fulfillment over his little financial life because it says to your child, 
I have more than I need. I am content. That's beautiful. That's amazing. We have a number of resources and collateral and inspiration and podcasts and ideas Mm -hmm. around generosity, but hearing it from your heart and uh, you have so much wisdom and knowledge Mm, that you've built up over the years. Tell us, Elizabeth, what are you doing with all that knowledge? (laughs) How are you giving that away? Because that in itself is living the generous life. Oh, thank you. Yes, I am giving it away. Um, I uh, retired from my financial advisory business, and I have started a ministry. And I'm self-funding. I don't need to raise a dime. Uh, And the ministry is to help people connect with financial happiness. So it's not a technical ministry about money. Don't talk about stocks and bonds. What we talk about is healing anything that has kept us from living our fullest financial life so that we can step into the highest provision that God has ordained for us for his purposes. Now, we can never get more than he has ordained, but we can get a whole lot less if we don't manage money God's way. And so I want to help heal the hurts, bridge the gap, and help people find financial happiness. And the way I do that, there are two ways. One, um, I have a podcast, uh, The Caring Advisor Podcast. It's Elizabeth Brickman, The Caring Advisor. And it's a weekly podcast. We go about 15 minutes and we address a subject. Examples of subjects that we cover are how old are you financially? Or are you looking for money in all the wrong places? Or uh, six unusual assets to carefully guard. One, one episode is about worry the financial emotion. Another is about anger and how to receive God's rescue. And you may say, well, what does all this have to do with generosity and about money? But everything impacts money and money impacts everything. And I want to help make it better. And then the other thing that that, uh, I offer is a website, elizabethbrickman.com. And those who subscribe receive a weekly personal letter from me. And I say personal because it's not an impersonal blog post, but a real letter. And I also send out periodically other resources. So they have a once a week email from me plus other resources. The resource now that will be going out to everyone who is subscribed are 25 secrets for financial happiness. And they are really good secrets. Oh, I cannot wait to receive it. I am subscribed, (laughs) so I'll be looking (laughs) to my inbox for that one. Elizabeth, it's been a joy and a privilege to have you here with us today. Would you just repeat your website one more time? Sure. ElizabethBrickman.com. Awesome. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for joining us today on the Generous Life Podcast. Check us out at ncfgiving.com forward slash South Florida.